1: 630 Chad inside sports with Reed Wilkins weekdays at six on 630 Chad.
2: Tonight, updating the National Hockey League. 12 minutes left in the third. Winnipeg up 4-0 on Ottawa. Early in the third period, 2-2 between the Lightning and the Blue Jackets. Pierre-Luc Dubois not getting a lot of ice time in that game, becoming a bit of a soap opera with him and John Tortorella. Three minutes into the third, Islanders up 3-1 on the Devils. Everly now with two for the Islanders. And Boston has just scored a couple of quick goals early in the third. So they're in a 2-2 tie with the Philadelphia Flyers. Later, Canadians at Canucks and the Avalanche at the Kings. Oilers and Maple Leafs tomorrow. Maple Leafs have also put Nick Robertson on long-term injured reserve. And uh, Joe Bowen was on uh, Austin Matthews left practice early, possibly just a maintenance day for him. Maybe James Neal comes back tomorrow for the Oilers. We'll see what shakes down at the morning skate. Don't forget Bob Stoffer has Oilers now from noon to two. Okay. Well, uh, yesterday, a very interesting email popped into my inbox. It was from Canada Basketball, and they often send out uh, notices or updates or stories about, you know, star players or things that are going on. And I read the first sentence and I was like, oh, well, this is different. I'll just read it to you. Canada Basketball is disappointed with the sanctions levied against our national federation by the FIBA disciplinary panel. As a result of our non-participation in the second window of the FIBA AmeriCup 2022 qualifiers in November 2020. So in November, uh, two months ago, Canada decided not to go to this tournament. And I'm sure you all know why. There's a pandemic going on. And uh, it sounds like this is a pretty harsh punishment against canada basketball so i want to get the story here and no better guy to talk to as we welcome glenn grunwald back to the show he's the president and ceo of basketball canada glenn thanks for hopping on the show tonight Uh, how are you doing
3: great my pleasure thanks for having me on
2: well and i appreciate you coming on under these circumstances um i think what i said is uh, an introduction to the story but far from the the full story so I, i hope you don't mind if i kind of just pass you the floor here and and let fans know why this has happened to Canada basketball it this seems pretty harsh to me
3: yes well like like we said it was disappointing you know we had been we thought we were working you know positively and cooperatively with FIBA to find a solution to to playing games uh, during this pandemic and uh you know, we, you know, our our chief medical officer and a lot of the medical advice from the sport medicine community in Canada said that, you know, it's not that FIBA's health protocols were bad. It's just they weren't up to uh, snuff. They weren't quite what we felt was necessary to make sure that our players and staff would be safe. And so we left it that we were unable to play. Uh, in that tournament, and we would work to, to make up those games in uh, February. So we were, now we're scheduled to play four games in February instead of just two down in Puerto Rico now. Those, those first games in November were in the Dominican Republic. So so our, our chief medical officer has been working with Soccer Canada in, in the work they're doing down in Florida and has gained uh, so a lot of benefits, and we've been working cooperatively with FIBA uh, and we're getting close to being able to say we think it's safe enough to play, but then we received this notice that we were being fined $250,000 and losing a point in the competition. So, you know, I was sort of taken aback and really disappointed and disillusioned in FIBA's approach on this when we're all trying to do the right thing. I don't I don't blame FIBA for trying to play games, but if we do, we have to do it safely.
2: So, So even though basically the games were rescheduled. They're still punishing you. Is that just to be really clear here?
3: Yes. Yes, that's basically it. Again, we've been working hard. We haven't officially committed, but we're very close to thinking that it's going to be safe enough. You know, it's in in Puerto Rico. It's a little different than the Dominican Republic. Uh, And, uh, you know, again, it's up to the medical professionals to advise us in terms of what the right protocols are. But again, our first priority has to be the safety of our of our staff and our and our players
2: all right and just for some context for this tournament so this is for the um, um, America cup and then does this have any impact on 2024 olympic qualifying long term
3: yeah it could i mean we'll see where this all plays out but it, it's part of the qualification process for the olympics first there's a Regional or or, or continental CHAMPIONSHIP, So we play in the America zone. Uh, right. So this is the championship for the Americas that will be played in the summer of 2022. But it's the qualification round for that. And then once once that process happens, then we start qualifying for the World Cup, which uh, is in 2023. And then as part of that process, there's teams that qualify. For the Olympics. So it's a three year cycle for a continental, a world championship, and then Olympics. And, and we could be disadvantaged greatly or, and even eliminated if we don't do well enough in each round. Can you appeal this? We are appealing it. Yes, uh, okay. the COC has been very supportive, as as has all the other sport organizations in Canada. You know, there's a great organization called Own the Podium that helps uh, you know our uh, Olympic sport teams and, and athletes uh, get ready for the Olympics and prepare, and provides you know a lot of good advice. And they've been very helpful too. They've they've formed a uh, great medical community, community uh, committee called the Return to Sport Committee, which looks at all these things and provides advice for this. So we're taking in the in the sport community in Canada is taking this very seriously. We all want to see games. We really want to play, but again, safety and health has to be the first priority.
2: And uh, and just to, just to emphasize, there's a significant monetary fine involved here, right?
3: For us, it certainly is. It's two hundred fifty thousand dollars. But FIBA has said if we do participate in the next round, then we they would reduce the fine and, and lose the penalty in terms of the standings, which which to me smacks of really strong-arming us, and uh, it's a disappointing approach. Like, we, we are really trying to do the right thing, and we're trying to be positive and good partners with FIBA, and it, sometimes it's hard to do that. But we're going to keep working at it. We're going to keep trying to compete and uh, move forward. And, uh, you know, we talked about the America Championships. Well, we're trying to host the America Cup championships in Edmonton uh, this this June which would be for the women's uh, championship for the Americas which is a great tournament now whether we're going to be able to do that or not uh, you know is another question but we're you know, Edmonton has been so successful in hosting uh, games, including the uh, the World Junior uh, Championships of Hockey. You know, we think if we can do it anywhere, it will be in Edmonton. And, and the folks in Edmonton have been awesome to work with. So we're hopeful we can pull it off. But again, a lot of work needs to be done and we need to cooperate and work together.
2: Glenn, I just want to ask, and I'm, and I, I you've covered a lot of ground, so I'm sorry if I'm asking you to go back over some things, but I just really <laughs> well, am kind of shocked by, by this. Like you, until they announced this discipline, I guess it was a couple of days ago now. Like, did you have any inkling it was it was coming? Like, did, was there any heads up that they were going to take it to this extent?
3: Well, they, they filed what was called a disciplinary proceeding, but I was told that was a formality just to make sure that they confirmed that we had these, you know, realistic and and reasonable medical concerns, which which we did. And I was advised that if the reason we didn't participate was because of you know medical concerns, then there would be no penalty. So um, obviously, that didn't turn out to be the case, and I was very shocked that that's the approach and result that's that's come out. Now, the, you should know that in the Continental Championships of Asia, 13 teams did not participate, and uh, so it's, we're not alone in this. And and FIBA has also fined China, Taipei, and Korea uh, uh, with similar penalties. So I don't know why you know why we can't work through this and i'm hopeful that we can like i'm still going to be talking to FIBA and i'm still going to be trying to work with them but again it is a very disappointing approach that they've taken
2: all right well you read my mind because i was going to ask you if there were any other countries that didn't make their uh tournaments and if they received the same punishment so there there were a couple other countries then that unfortunately are facing this then yeah yeah okay yeah. All right. Glenn Grunwald joining us, uh, president and CEO of Basketball Canada. Well, thanks for covering that. I'll, I'll throw you a couple others here o- on a more positive note. You mentioned the Canadian women's team. I believe it's now coming up on eight years. They've been uh, centered here in Edmonton. So that's pretty cool. Um very cool and and
3: our women's team as you know has improved from 11th uh, to number four in the world rankings and we are definitely a medal contender in the olympics this year so so we had a great meeting with a lot of people in the city uh this past week and hopefully i promised them we're going to have a parade in edmonton i, I said for the medal we're going to win i'm not sure what color the medal is going to be but everyone uh, is is committed to getting a gold medal but but it would be you know, well-deserved for city the city of Edmonton to help us celebrate a medal because they've been such an integral part of our operation and our success.
2: Where does it stand with, you know, coming to Edmonton to train with, with COVID and everything? Would the, would the pre-Olympic camp be here?
3: Well, yes. Yes. Uh, we were unable to train as much as we would normally in a in a normal year because of COVID. But we're scheduled to be there uh, at, at a minimum in June for preparation for the America Cup as, as well as preparation for the Olympics. And we're trying to also schedule another a smaller training camp earlier in the spring. So, again, all subject to. The whole COVID situation, but again, Edmonton has been a leader and and very successful in the work they've done in terms of hosting events uh, during this pandemic. So hopefully, we right. can get that
2: worked out. Yeah, well, it's it's awesome that the women's team is uh, is here, and there have been some great tournaments here uh, already with the women's basketball. Be- before I let you go. um I mean I'll start with the name Jamal Murray, who elevated his uh his standing and was up there for athlete of the Year in a lot of the polls that uh canadian fans and, and media do, whether it's a formal vote or sitting around the table having a debate with your buddies uh I, again, just the the continued growth of a lot more star players coming out of this country,
3: yeah, and uh you know I talked to our men's high performance department and our women's high def- performance department and the number of young players that are coming into the uh Development program uh, is awesome too. I was watching TV here, uh, seeing the University of Connecticut play the University of Tennessee, and one of our star young women players, who's been in Edmonton a lot, Aisha Edwards, was playing a lot of important minutes uh, for the number three ranked and undefeated University of Connecticut Huskies. So, so our future is bright. We've got a lot of players in the pipeline, and we just got to you know keep working together and and uh, supporting our athletes and making sure they can uh, develop as they should.
2: Right. Well, Glenn, thanks for for filling us in on this story. Hopefully, um, you know, something can be figured out and and the appeal goes through because I think this is a a short end of the stick for Canadian basketball. But uh, we appreciate you coming on and being candid about the story. And, of course, you're welcome on the show anytime. We always love having you.
3: Uh, Reid, it's always a pleasure. Boy, I heard the weather forecast. You better uh, wear that scarf tonight.
2: Yeah, it's uh, it's starting to get worse. We've had a pretty mild winter for the most case, but uh, it's we had like ninety to hundred kilometer winds a couple of days ago. Like my windows were shaking while I was on air. It was crazy. So, Holy cow. yeah. Holy All right.
3: Cow. Well, good luck with that.
2: Take care, Glenn. That is Glenn okay. Granville, the president and CEO of Basketball Canada. So, yeah, a big fine levied against Canada Basketball and uh, losing a point in the standings. Because they decided, uh, for health reasons, not to play a couple of qualifying games for the Cup. The Cup is uh, in 2022, and they didn't participate in the November window. And they thought it was going to be no big deal. It'll get worked out. They're going to reschedule the games. And uh, now they got this fine and got Dr. Point in the standings. So, anyway... It's that's really weird. I, I think it was. Uh, that's kind of an odd decision by FIBA. So we'll keep following that story. Now three two Philly leading Boston about halfway through the third quarter. Third quarter. Third period. I goes in basketball mode there for a minute. Halfway through the third period. <laughs> on the text line if you ever want to hear a track coming back from break we'll try to get in for you a little 5150 by van halen off their album 5150 i don't know if you heard this earlier today this is uh this is dan campbell the new head coach of the detroit lions interesting stuff from his introductory press conference
0: we're going to kick you in the teeth We're going to learn that any loss that we take, we're going to make sure we feel the full pain of it and not go numb. All
2: right. Uh, they're going to bite a kneecap off. and then They're going to take out the other kneecap. And then they're going to take a hunk out of you. He's, he's coming in hot. <laughs> Controversial. Inspirational. Just plain scary. <laughs> I, I wonder... I don't know. Maybe we'll have to have Blake on to talk about that at some point. If your new coach is coming in and saying, we're going to take, we're going to bite a kneecap off. That's the mentality. Are you thinking like, yeah, this is awesome. We're going to play tough coach. Or are you thinking, well, wait a minute. We're going to bite a kneecap off. Can we, can we play tough without biting people in the kneecap? (laughs) Oh, that was a good one. (laughs) We're going to bite a kneecap off. We're not going to get up and shove you. We're going to keep. We're going to stay on the ground and bite your kneecap. We're going to bite your kneecap right off. That would have, that would be quite a chomp, man. You might have to get some sort of a wolf or coyote to help you with that. Anyway, we'll we'll see how the lions do. I guess they can't do much worse than than they've done for the last several years. That was Dan Campbell, the new head coach of the team. Kellan, are are you ready to do football predictions later on on the show? Uh, I am, yes. We we have to do our guaranteed-to-be-correct AFC and NFC championship predictions Uh last week. I went two and two. I'm six and four for the playoffs. You went one and three. Okay. Now four and six for the playoffs. Uh, no, nobody has nailed an exact score. You came within a couple points on on the wild card weekend, so you do have an edge there. Cool. But uh, yeah, you had New Orleans. I had New Orleans, and that didn't go very well. So no, we'll okay. do our picks. We'll <laughs> do our picks. No. Well, hey, the the defense did it for Brady. The, yeah the, the Tampa Bay defense yeah. really won that game it wasn't so much I mean Brady played fine but it was really his defense that got the job done so we'll do our picks and if we have time maybe we'll do name the animal as well do you have an animal ready uh I can get one ready for sure I will you can, have you I will go, ha- go, I will go back a- to the
1: 630 Chet Zoo and get <laughs> an animal I will have an animal ready for you the question is are you ready for the animal oh I'll be ready for the animal
2: I'm ah. on a, I'm on a one and a half guessing winning streak okay i got the walrus and then i sort of got the uh the the killer whale from last week we'll do that as well dave campbell is coming up after the break man we lost a great sportscaster to covid this week dave will offer some
0: another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
2: Jets still up 4 nothing on the Senators. Four minutes left. 3-2 Flyers leading the Bruins with about 6.5 left. We'll give you a full scoreboard too when we get back. Four three for Boston, leading Philadelphia with just over four minutes to go. Richie and Carlo scoring just under two minutes apart to give Boston the lead. The Islanders have beaten the Devils four one. Eberle gets two goals in that game. Late in the third, Lightning and Blue Jackets tied two two and almost over in Ottawa they're in the final minute the Jets up 4-1 on the Senators later well starting in a few minutes Canadians and Canucks and then at the top of the hour it's the Avalanche and the Kings the Oilers at a two and three record up against the three and two Maple Leafs tomorrow face-off show on 630 Chad will start at 330 the game will begin at five and Josh Archibald who sealed the game last night with an empty matter says uh yeah boring game well so what uh, Yeah, you know, sometimes I think you got to play a boring game every once in a while to get things going again. Uh, You know, we gave up a few goals early on, and I think that was something we wanted to do last night was uh, shut them down offensively. And, you know, the offensive zone took care of itself. So I thought we did a good job and as that clip is playing, Philadelphia scores on the power play to pull even with Boston 4-4 for been kind of a wild third period in that one. Welcome to the show, the producer of Inside Sports. It is uh, Dave Campbell on the line. Dave, thanks for checking in tonight, man. How are you doing? Hey, Rio, doing great. Nice to be here. Yeah, well, I appreciate you coming on because it's uh, it's a bit of a sad topic we got to talk about, but uh, I think uh, an important one and an important person to remember, Warren Woods uh, – Passed away, longtime sportscaster in Regina. Somebody that you you got to know over the years. Yeah, no question.
0: One of the the best people you could you could ever meet uh, in in the business. And you know, trips to Regina were uh, trips where you circle on the calendar just because of the people you were going to run into again. And there's a lot of great people that work in, uh, in Regina sports media. And, you know, Jamie Nye who used to work here and Marie McCormick, who is the, the fine columnist for the leader post, Rob Vanstone, who we've had on many, many times, Rod Peterson, so many people. And Woodsy was uh, right on the top of that list for sure. Uh, Daryl Davis uh, would always arrange the, the, uh, for the visiting media of, whichever CFL team came in uh, the night before the game, we would always gather at a, at a restaurant. And Woodsy was always a part of that. Um, so whether it was golf steakhouse or memories, or just, you know, there were so many places where we, we would end up. Um, Woodsy's infectious smile, his laugh, his storytelling. Um, you know, it's just, he was such a, a, a guy that would gravitate uh, make people gravitate towards him so unfortunately he passed away yesterday uh, afternoon um with his son uh chris and daughter nicole at his side uh, of COVID 19 complications and uh, we got when those that were not really in the inner circle uh, of woodsy uh we found out around new year's day or maybe a, a day or two after that that in november he had tested positive and he's been hospitalized uh since then and then uh he had a GoFundMe page because um you know the expenses were going to just you know go up the roof no matter what happened or go through the roof fifty thousand dollars was raised in day day one it was that's amazing that's the power that he had so you know it hits home that this virus is it's serious it's serious and then when it you know when it happens to someone that you know um it makes it uh It just makes it that much more, um, you know, kind of grim and devastating.
2: Yeah, and over three decades uh, working in Regina, grew up in Sudbury, but obviously spent most of his adult and professional life in in Regina. So, of course, that became home for him over the years. uh, He was with Global in Regina, went to see Jamie Radio in in 2013. So just well-known in that community. I mean, I'm looking online, pictures of him at past games, covering the riders, talking on the radio. And I, I think just one of those guys that got to be synonymous with the sports scene in that city
0: yeah no, no question and you know working on a show called Sportsline on the old stv which became global regina and if you remember sports night at the old itv here which turned into global edmonton um and our good buddy kevin Carius spent many years uh hosting that show along with perry Sokowski and, and darren titian that's the that's the show that you know that that, that woodsy was on and uh it, uh, it it turned into Global Regina and then 2013 he goes into the radio side of things at CJME Radio in Regina. I've been on his uh cuz he worked the morning show with uh with Sam McGee who's now with uh, CBC Regina. And when I would go on their morning show, I kind of dreaded it because Woodsy was someone he he wouldn't ask you the cutting questions. It was always fun to go on that show because you know, I, I'm talking edmonton football team i'm talking about uh talking about them in a, in a market that is the most rabid in the cfl and they know it you know and they know that they make the most money in the league you know and then it's like what am i going to hear what crazy question or what crazy line am i going to hear from woodsy that's going to make me go oh geez come on come on warren you know so uh he he was a fixture on their on their post game shows uh after rider games with uh with jamie Nye and uh, former CFL offensive lineman, Belton Johnson, who had a, a cup of coffee here with uh, the Edmonton football team, but uh, lives in Regina, former rider, um, You know, it, he, it's funny because we, we call him, we all called him Woodsy. Right. And, and, and the the running joke, and, and it was reminded of it yesterday. Uh, a lot of people, the running joke is, does anyone know what his real name is? Cause we just call him Woodsy, right? It's just Woodsy. No, his name's Warren, but we just called him Woodsy. But, um, he loved going to Regina paths games and he loved going by himself. He went by himself a lot and he wouldn't necessarily sit in the seats. He would go into the concourse because he loved talking to people, loved curling. Um, you know, he loved the Leafs. He loved the CFL. Um, so we're going to miss him. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a huge hole in uh, the landscape of uh, sports and just as someone that you knew. Um, and there's a lot of people in, Regina that we know that are really hurting today.
2: Yeah, it, it's it's a tough one, and and thanks for sharing your memories and your perspective of him. I, I mean, I think in in my circles, I always knew of him. I never really got a chance to to meet him, but I you know I saw the news that he was ill, and then obviously when he passed away, and I was just like, oh man, that's uh, that's a tough one. And, and I mean, we're ta- I know we're talking about a guy in in Regina, but he he's known across the the country. And like you said, if you were talking to Regina sports, or you went there to cover games or Grey Cups or whatever, you you were talking to Warren Woods at some.
1: With threats to our nation. Neighbor-
2: point dave thanks a lot for doing this man i I know it's uh it's a sad day for you and you're gonna miss your colleague here thank you so much thanks reed i appreciate the time that is dave campbell insights Dave Campbell sharing some memories of Warren Woods, Regina sportscaster who passed away from COVID at the age of 66. He's going to be missed. Just a great figure in the Canadian sports media. Here's what's going on in the NHL tonight. They are now in overtime, Philadelphia and Boston tied 4-4. It is the Jets improving to 3-1 with a 4-1 win over the Senators. The Senators go to 1-2-1. The Lightning get by the Blue Jackets 3-2 in overtime. Braden Point got the winner at a minute 56. The Blue Jackets now 1-2-2, and the Islanders win at home 4-1 against the Devils. First regulation time loss for the Devils this season. Islanders are now 3-1 Eberle with two goals for the Islanders this evening. Oilers coming up tomorrow, 3.30 face-off show game at five. They will take on the Toronto Maple Leafs. So uh, we will do our NFL picks tonight. Since we have a hockey game tomorrow, Kellen and I have been offering our guaranteed to be correct. Guaranteed. NFL predictions. Totally, completely guaranteed. Bet everything on these predictions. So we have Mm -hmm. Green Bay home to... Tampa Bay
1: mm-hmm.
2: in the NFC championship game. So uh, I have gone six and four with my predictions, Kellen, you have gone four and six, though you were closer when, when one game in uh, <laughs> nailing the exact source. So we offer, we, we, we also offer a score prediction.
1: We're a palindrome. But, uh, that's, that's, that's just
2: bonus. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's very true. Six Kel. and
1: four, four and six. Wow.
2: Well, if you have to, you have to write it in succession for it to be a palindrome. Well, if you put it right. all the together, drove is the same. Paper, okay. We go. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you something. I'm not picking Tom Brady. I recognize Tom Brady as the greatest football player in the history of the NFL. I'm just sick of Tom Brady. I don't like Boston area teams. It's just a bias I have. I can I don't really have a good reason other than just I don't like them. I've never liked them since I was a kid. So I'm just sick of seeing Tom Brady. So I'm totally picking with my heart as much as my brain with this one. Though Green Bay should be favored. I'm taking Green Bay 24-14.
1: Okay. I am taking Tom Brady, which is a uh, full 360 for me because I've been, I'm I'm like you. I do not, uh, I I don't like him. I don't, I'm not a Tom Brady fan. I've never been a Tom Brady fan. Yeah, like
2: have some ice cream, Brady. (laughs) Quit eating nuts and avocados all the time. Exactly. Have some actual calories. Mm
1: -hmm. I think it dates back to still having hard feelings over how that Super Bowl went with the Seahawks and the Patriots a few years ago. But anyway. I'm going to take Tampa Bay, bite my lip, and say that's going to be in honor of hope to be Rock and Roll Hall of Famer's rush. That's going to be the 21-12. That'll be the rush special of the weekend. So Tampa Bay will win 21-12.
2: All right. Kansas City taking on Buffalo. I'm really looking forward to this game. Now, uh, you know, Mahomes, it's, it sounds like he's going to be able to play. He took most of the snaps in practice today. Josh Allen has been outstanding for Buffalo. I think this will be a beauty of a game. I'm going to go with Kansas City because of their experience and being at home. I'll take the Chiefs 27-23.
1: Nah, got to go with Buffalo, man. Buffalo is, they, they're, they're the story of these playoffs. They are, if we we're talking about pro wrestling, they are the hot young good guy, baby face with the squeaky teeth and the guy that you want to build your company around. Is that is that, is that, is that
2: all a wrestling
1: term? <laughs> it, it is. The
2: hot, young, baby face with the squeaky, with the squeaky teeth. squeaky, clean teeth.
1: Yep, exactly. Wow, i am got to write
2: that down. Hot, <laughs> I young. will say... Be buff- careful who you say that to.
1: <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> uh, I will say Buffalo 32 and uh, Kansas City uh, 26. How's that?
2: I love how I tell you ahead of time that we're doing these predictions and you still appear like you're just making them up on the spot. I actually wrote mine down this afternoon. And you're just like, eh, it's going to be like 84 to 5. Yeah. I don't know. Exactly. The hot sure. young, I'm writing this down. The hot young baby face yep. with the squeaky clean teeth. Exactly. Is That's not actually a wrestling term. You're well, making it, that up. No,
1: it's, it's, a, it's, it's a wrestling term. I'm Googling term this. It's, go for it.
2: Absolutely. Hot young baby face <laughs> with the squeaky... Uh, maybe I shouldn't be Googling this on a work computer. Who knows what's <laughs> going to come up? Hot young baby face with the squeaky clean teeth. Yeah, maybe use your phone first. Uh <laughs> The first thing I get is a link to a Pinterest page. 10 kids' ideas for baby teeth, baby face, and teething signs. <laughs> the next clip I get is from the National... <laughs> institute on aging taking care of your teeth and mouth nothing about wrestling in either one kellen oh i don't know man you're gonna you're gonna have to send me some uh, you're gonna have to send me some verification of this kevin writes in kevin (laughs) writes in squeaky clean teeth to bite kneecaps with that's right there we go i like how kevin listens to the whole show (laughs) and references earlier things on the show so that's good uh, Roadhammer, who is our slot champion by the way, takes Green Bay thirty-five uh-huh. seventeen and Kansas City thirty-one uh, twenty-eight. So I, I do think that AFC game will be closer. So there you have it, guaranteed to be correct for Kellett and me. Mm. We're disagreeing on these, but we're still going to guarantee we're both somehow going to be correct.
1: It makes for better radio if we disagree. So All right. Here
2: we go. Hot young baby face with these squeaky clean teeth. There must be some wrestling fans out there who can help me and verify if that's actual wrestling terminology. Okay, we're gonna do this. We're, we, we did it last week. We're gonna do name. The, we're gonna do name the animal, which has quickly become the most popular segment in Edmonton radio history. Again, that's also wow. not a guarantee. That is well. It's probably it's probably the best thing we've ever done on this show because, as we all know, the bar is pretty low. So, again, we'll explain how this works in case you've forgotten, have never heard it before, or are just really, really out of it, and that could be the case. Kellen plays the sound of an animal. I have no idea what it's going to be. I don't know the genus. I don't need to know the species. I don't know, remember all those things you had to learn in science in, in junior high? Yeah. I, I don't know what it goes down after that. I don't know anything about what this is going to be he doesn't tip me off I don't say can you at least play this type of an animal I don't know anything on one of the five occasions that we have done this I got it on the first guest the guest Mm -hmm. that was a walrus last week it turned out to be a um a killer whale and I was in the neighborhood first of all when I said uh, dolphin and then I started guessing whales and then a couple of people texted me in the, the, uh, the, I got to say this, this, this Kevin on the text line. (laughs) Okay. I don't, I don't know what he's, I don't know what he's like, but he has been texting more often lately and he's moving up the rankings of, uh, of entertaining textures. And we we got the big L who's very good, we got Yakishev, who's very good um, I'm probably missing it obviously you know roadhammer writes in quite a bit we got Dave Leopard writes in quite a bit uh, Jeremy from Glendon we got we got guys like that and, and if you make me laugh you know, that that's that's bonus points so Kevin is already guessing koala bear so we'll see if he's gonna turn uh. out to be right Kevin's <laughs> jumping right in with that All uh. right give me give me give me the noise give me the give me the animal sound All right here we go Well that's some sort of a snake. Yes. Is it a rattlesnake?
1: It is a rattlesnake.
2: There you go. Well, that was an easy one. <laughs> now, I, I understand why you played that, though, because the first two you played I thought were birds, and I suppose mm-hmm. I could have thought that was some kind of a bird noise. Right. bird Bird noise. So I got rattlesnake immediately, so I've got two immediately right and that- one not bad. So I'm going to give myself two and a half points now. Uh, I think we've done six because we did four that one week. Yeah, we've mm. done six. Oh, and Tracy said, "Don't forget, you had the laughing hyenas that one night." Yeah, I should have. Yeah. I should have known the. I should have known the hyenas. The hyenas. That was pretty good. Well, that that took. Well, that didn't take very long. There was no drama in that. I knew. <laughs> I knew it was a rattlesnake immediately. Usually, we got to build up and people got to text in, and it was like, no, I knew. I knew it was a rattlesnake. Well, that's okay. You got to mix it up and yep. mix up the variety. That exactly. is the first snake we've had. Yes, it is.
1: It's probably the scariest it's, looking oh, animal we've had too. I uh, between this and a cougar, I don't know what I'd be more of, terrified of, but <laughs> are, are you not a snake guy? You're like Indiana Jones. Uh, you know what? I I'm not definitely afraid of snakes or anything like that. Uh, I wouldn't own one as a pet per se, but um I tend to avoid, you know, stuff
2: that looks like a giant noodle that has fangs. <coughs> Sure. Well, I don't have, we don't have a lot of snakes in Alberta. I mean, I've, I've seen snakes, and back on the when we lived north of uh, mm-hmm. Evansburg, I, you would occasionally maybe see a snake, but they were mm-hmm. not by any means large. Maybe there, maybe there were rattlesnakes in when, the area, but
1: yeah, when I, I was I, when I was younger, Dad, uh, my dad uh, took all of us on summer vacation, and we were down in Washington State, and he ran over a rattlesnake on a highway, and that was the most ungodly pop you've ever heard in your life it sounded like oh, somebody wow. blew up a, a blimp outside the truck or something like
2: that <laughs> pow that's it uh Unreal. tracy sent me a gold star on the text line and cowtown bob says too easy but i'm glad you got it well i'm, I'm glad i got it too mm. cowtown bob speaking of animals in in uh in edmonton there was a coyote in my back alley oh cool. yesterday so now i have seen coyotes in the river valley while running uh, i've and one just casually so i was down by uh what's the neighborhood there um on the way to the dawson bridge and uh where the little brick cafe is down there is a river bend i'm drawing a blank i should know the name of the neighborhood but there's a running path along the river so you're going you know it, it's it's just east of downtown but down, but down below there, right? And I was just running along and I see a coyote kind of in the bush and he just kind of looks at me and just casually crossed in front of me, maybe 15 feet away. I mean, he didn't really care. He was just going to the other part of the bush. So, now, so I live in, in Macaulay, so northeast mm-hmm. of Edmonton. I'm fairly close to Commonwealth Stadium and there was – I didn't see it. My neighbors told me this. There was a coyote in the back alley yesterday. So they are beyond just the river valley.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see uh, coyotes sometimes on the northeast end as well too. But that's because we got the urban versus rural sprawl happening.
2: And well, they got if if they're where I live, they're everywhere. Because I mean, they must be right downtown at times too. Oh, we're done. We are. Oh, strange animal by Gowan. <laughs> this is great. I got to do the scoreboard one more time. Okay. Boston uh, beat Philly five four in a shootout. Islanders over the Devils 4-1. That's a final. Lightning beat the Blue Jackets 3-2 in overtime. Jets win 4-1 in Ottawa. And after a 6-5 game last night, the Canadiens already up 2-1 on the Canucks. That game is not even seven minutes old. Tomorrow, I'll join you at 3.30 in the afternoon for the face-off show. Game will start at 5. Orders and Leafs. Don't forget Bob Stoffer has orders now from noon to 2. Hey, thanks for tuning in tonight. Always fun interacting with you. Dave Campbell's the producer of the show. Kellen Kennedy, your studio operator. My name's Reed. Take care. <laughs>
1: 630 Chad inside sports with Reed Wilkins weekdays at six on 630 Chad.